This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to the 48th episode of Kimi and the Bird. I'm Kimi. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the crafty and floral Violet Made of Thorns by Gina Chen. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Here's how our book reviews work. We'll give you a little synopsis about the book, chat about the characters, and give our thoughts on the setting and writing style. And of course, we'll list out our favorite things about Violet Made of Thorns, and we'll end the episode with a rating of the book. If you'd like to support the podcast, you're welcome to click on the link in the episode description below. We'd be so grateful to have your donations. And now, on to the show. Violet Made of Thorns is a YA fantasy told through the eyes of protagonist Violet Loon. Kami's going to give you the synopsis. Violet Loon is the court seer, only she's not known for telling the whole truth. For years, she's been at the king's beck and call to guide the country with her divinity, and her latest task has been convincing the pompous Prince Cyrus to marry. But Violet is on a deadline, as Prince Cyrus is soon to ascend the throne, and once he's in power, he's likely to banish Violet for her deceit. One last prophecy will determine whether these two will ally or forever stay at odds. The prince needs a bride, and whoever he chooses will either help the kingdom flourish or let it all burn down. The protagonist in Violet Made of Thorns is Violet. Violet is cynical, prideful, and testy on her best days. Born as an orphan, she's quickly learned that the way to power is to take it for yourself. The lies and deceit are her way of life. One prince might just uncover one of Violet's most dangerous truths. Her heart is not as unreachable as she likes to believe. So what did you think of Violet? She's completely closed off to other people. Okay, completely. She's mostly closed off to other people. She hates socializing in every manner. She's very cynical. She's just like, do I like you? Most likely not. Why would I? Exactly. And she's like, do you like me? I don't believe you. I don't like me either. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I get it. But I wish we'd seen a bit more of an arc with Violet. I wish there was a bit more flexibility and a bit more leniency in her personality. Because I felt like, well, I do appreciate consistency. I love consistency. It's always nice. I want to just see, like, more facets of the main character. You know, I want to see how she is cynical. I want to see when she isn't. I want to see who she shows her vulnerability to. I want to see who she doesn't want to show it to at all. Yeah, I, because overall I did like Violet. I did like that she was this clever, more crafty character, that she did have this bite to her. Mm -hmm. I like that she wasn't just like, you know, super flowery, despite the book being all about flowers. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like you said, I do wish... It felt like she had her guard up even with us as the reader. So I wish that even if it wasn't with another person that we saw more for vulnerable... Bi- oh, gosh. Vulnerable... Bi- vul- How do you say that? Vulnerability? Yes. Uh, with the readers, with us. Which is strange because we get a lot of her thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I like... Just like what you said, I did like Violet because she was... She, like, reminded me a bit of Katniss. Just, like, slightly. Just yeah. in terms of, like... She realizes what the world is. You know, she sees the darkness and the cold and just the not great parts. Yeah. You know, and she's like, 
yeah, like there could be hope except for there's not and there never is. And you need to take what you can for yourself to survive. Hope itself is a fairy tale. Yeah. And so, and like, and like, I did like that, you know, she stuck to it. And like you said, like she had, she had a bite, you know, she was a bit more, she, and in some ways she was very selfish. And I liked that about her. Yeah. I like, it was kind of refreshing to see that like, oh, a protagonist isn't all good all the time. Right. But especially with her story with the prince. There definitely could have been a bit more Foundation. softness. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just a little soft to thor to 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 round out those thorns. Ooh, yeah. Because it's flowers, flowers, <laughs> violet, violet. And violet made of thorns. We also meet Prince Cyrus. Prince Cyrus does not have the approval of his father, but certainly has the affection of the kingdom especially the ladies. He's very charmed to be beautiful at all times, but one person strips all the glamour away, and it's not who he wants it to be. Why didn't you think of Prince Cyrus as our as our main male lead? Our main male. <laughs> our main male lead. <laughs> I think Cyrus is interesting because he kind of does have that perfect, pompous, beautiful prince thing going on. You know, like he's he's perceived as like the golden child kind of mm-hmm. by everyone else except his father daddy issues daddy issues relate <laughs> <laughs> but then with cyrus he also kind of has like a different not necessarily a different side but more so a different aspect in that he's he wants to be honorable and he wants to say things in a kind way but also in doing so he's a bit duplicitous because he kind of uses honor for dishonorable intentions or kind of as a way to like slightly manipulate saying like oh swear loyalty to me because that's honorable you know kind of like that dynamic but with cyrus i wish there was just a little bit more of an edge to him because he's still a little bit too perfect in my mind still a little too kind a little too loving i kind of want him to have like that sharper aspect to his personality but what about you I couldn't quite get a grasp on his full character because at first I was like, he's kind of like kind of cowardly. (laughs) He's kind of just like pompous, like a little stuck up. Like why is he considered attractive? (laughs) And then like, we kind of, we see a little bit more into who he almost is. Right. Yeah. And that he wants to be more honorable and everything. And he wants to be a good King. But then we also see, like another side that I'm not going to quite explain because it might be a little bit too spoilery. But you see, like, it's almost as if, like, in contrast to Violet, we see a lot of different sides of Cyrus. Like, we get a lot of exposure of him? More like, because, like, like what I said with Violet, it's like we only saw one kind of side of her cynicism, like her selfishness, like that, just kind of like that side. Mm. With Cyrus, I feel like we see a lot of different versions of him. Oh, so it's like too, too many different sides like i know who violet is i couldn't quite get a grasp on who cyrus is Mm. i kept imagining cyrus as the guy in the new cinderella with camila cabello and i don't know why 
I don't even know if he fits the description, but I just kept picturing <laughs> him for some reason. I didn't see it because it looks like an atrocity. Yes, offense. I did not see it either. <laughs> you saw the trailer. <laughs> now let's talk about the setting. Violet Made of Thorns takes place in the kingdom of Avani, a seemingly righteous land that uses morals as an excuse to expand their borders. An assortment of mythical creatures play host to the surrounding fairywood, where the trees are rotting and being burned. There is a curse threatening to consume the land. The question is, do the fates oppose it? Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. It's basically like, if the gods hate you. Yeah. And they do. Which, <laughs> I was going to say, if I'm in this world, the gods definitely hate me. <laughs> like, honestly, I liked this setting. Oh, I did. I thought it was original. And that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) You're just keeping it plain and simple. (laughs) Honestly, I think I would have liked the setting better if I liked the writing style better. Um, But like in its concept, I did like the setting. I think for me, I liked the setting as a whole but that I wish the aesthetic was stronger and that things were a little bit more detailed out to me because there's mention of fairies in this book, like pixie fairies, and there's mention of dragons. And so it made me wonder what other creatures are in play. And I kind of wanted there to be more of like a, a vibe. Like I wanted to imagine a Pinterest board in my head, you know, of like cottage core or fairy tale. And and I don't mind, like, I did like that it had its own spin, but I didn't feel like it was quite defined enough. So I wanted to be in it a little bit more. I wanted to taste the elderberry on my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I did like the setting. Yeah, honestly, I think I was able to imagine the setting because it did remind me of El Enchanted. And mm. so then I just kind of put that, but like, with like, you know how in cinematography they have like different lenses or something or like different like hues that they use for certain movies like dc movies are really dark yes like that's what i imagine it's like (laughs) el enchanted but with that kind of like lens that kind of hue over it you zack snydered with el enchanted yeah (laughs) essentially (laughs) the kami cut Mm -hmm. it's mine (laughs) now let's move on to our next topic writing style what did you think about the author gina chen I liked Gina Chen's writing style overall. I felt like we really got the voice of Violet very well. Like her narration was really well done. It was very distinct to this character and to this world. And I felt like information was distributed pretty well. And I, in the beginning, you know, there's kind of a little bit more info, but I don't mind that because that's pretty normal with most books. I think my one thing with the writing style, and this is a small thing and it's more subjective and it probably, most people probably wouldn't notice it. But I'm not the biggest fan of when fantasy stories use modern language when they don't take place in this world. It kind of bugs me just a little bit because it just takes me out. Because I'm recognizing that these phrases aren't what would be in a fantasy story because they are too modern. So that's kind of a personal thing for me. But overall, I did feel like the writing style got the story across, got that villainous, anti-hero, fairy tale vibe out there. I think overall I did like Jean and Jen just because she did have a pretty good flow to it. And she did, like you said, she like, she relayed information pretty well. Um, the one thing that did kind of bug me was I felt like there wasn't enough dialogue or action scenes and we got too much in our mon- 
inner monologue. Mm. Like, we have, I think part of the reason why I didn't love Violet's character as much as I think I could have is just because we had so much of her inner monologue, but we didn't see enough of her taking action and her kind of cementing those thoughts. Yeah, I agree. I, I especially liked what you said about Violet because she does think a lot. And I do wish, like you said, that she was more active with her thoughts. Like she acted on what she thought. Sometimes it seemed like Violet was kind of beckoned to places rather than going to venture those places by herself. Yeah. And that might be kind of a part of her arc, you know, maybe kind of turning from kind of more of a servant to to something else. But I do wish that she just was a little bit more of an active player being this seer in the story. Yeah. If you like Violets, Fairy Tales, Dark Elle Enchanted, The Cruel Prince, Rivals to Lovers, Hate, Princes, <laughs> Hate, <laughs> Kingdoms, Royals, Witches, Curses, Prophecies, Dreams, Betrayal, Banter, Forest, Magic, Cynicism, Thorns, Lesbian Princesses, Twin Heirs, Flirtatious Best Friends, Duplicity, Spies, Towers, Roses, Blood, Monsters, Masquerades, Dark Cinderella, and Dark Beauty and the Beast, then this might just be the book for you. You might want to get this at your local bookstore. I mean, there's a lot of things on this list. Yes, this was a longer list. Yeah, I realized (laughs) as we were doing it, I was like, oh, this is quite hefty. (laughs) (laughs) We just had a lot of things. And so if you like... A combination of these things, then definitely check out this book. Oh, we forgot childhood friends. Oh, yeah. Childhood friends to lovers. We're adding that into. Yeah, that one too. Right now. Okay, thank you. Now, based on our rating scale of one to seven, one being literal trash and seven being fangirl mania, what would you rate Violet Made of Thorns by Gina Chen? You know, I knew the rating was coming, and st- but I'm not prepared yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say quite yet. I think I'm going to give Violet Made of Thorns a 5.3. Ooh. Which is a feeling myself because I do feel like at its essence that this story was really unique and original. And I felt like it was a fun spin on If You Like Fairy Tales. I liked the fact that Violet was a seer. I did like that she lied about what she saw. You know, I felt like that added intrigue and a lot of mystery of what could happen. It made me curious. Which I feel like it's kind of hard to make someone curious with the synopsis, but this one kind of grabbed me. And it also was selling out really quickly at our local Barnes & Noble. I was like, Amy, there was only like two copies left. We should read it. <laughs> <laughs> I think my main thing for this book, if I had to kind of pinpoint what I, what I wish would have happened, is if there was kind of one more plot line that was more, that added a bit more intensity and confliction to the story. Because I felt like the plotline revolved a little too much around this one prophecy and and the, and uh, Prince Cyrus's marriage. Like, who's he going to marry? So I feel like if there was one more factor, that that would have kind of encased the story and constricted it a little bit more to add that drama. But what about you? I think I would give this book a 5.02. Zero <laughs> <laughs> Why not just a Because <laughs> it was too clean. <laughs> um, okay. I actually, overall, I did like the story. Like, when I was reading it, like, I was interested in what was happening next. I was like, oh, okay, well, what's going to happen with this? What's going to happen with that, right? Which is kind of what you want in a story. <laughs> I think 
the reason why I was actually thinking of actually giving it a four somewhere mm. in the fours. But if like if I actually like think about it, I was like, I really did like the story and I did like the characters that are introduced and I did like where it went. And out of all like the newer books that I've read, it, it has been like in terms of like the movie in my head, it was a lot clearer than others have been. Also, I think I <laughs> the main reason why it jumped from a four to a five was because the title made sense to the story. Okay, that is <laughs> underrated because when the title makes sense to the story, it's so satisfying. Um, but I didn't rate it any higher simply because I wanted to be more sure of, of each character's motivations. But overall, like, I liked the banter. I love banter. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I liked the setting and I liked the way the story unfolded, mostly. <laughs> that sounded bad. I did like most of it, guys. I did like most of it. So, like, you know what? This one did crack, the, did crack into a five, which hasn't happened. And guys, not only a five, but a five point zero two. It just felt right. If it feels right, it feels right. It just felt right. Thank you so much for joining us on Kiwi and the Bird for a book recommendation episode about Violet Made of Thorns by Gina Jen. We hope that you'll join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. Once more, if you'd like to support the podcast, just click on the link in the episode description. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for our upcoming book discussion episode where we go into spoilers and details about Violet Made of Thorns. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi the Bird, shh happens.